you know, the further you, you get in your career, the more you realize what you, you, know, you, you have so much to learn and, um, you know, you become more and more humble. Positive Momentum, this is Meet the CEO, a show that takes you behind the scenes of the working lives of people who've reached what some might call the pinnacle of the career ladder. I'm Matt Crabtree, the founder of Positive Momentum, and on today's show we meet Frank Van Zenten, the CEO of a £10 billion FTSE 100 business that you might never have heard of, but whose products you've definitely used. Frank actually first worked for Bunzel PLC after he sold his family business to them back in the mid-90s, an experience that's actually gone on to give him a really unique perspective and empathy for the many successful acquisitions of other family businesses that Bunzel's made since then. Frank briefly stepped out of Bunzel to be the CEO of Pomp Mayer NV, returning back in 2006 and becoming CEO 10 years later in 2016. Bunzel's a really fascinating business for all sorts of reasons. Just financially, they've had this remarkable track record of dividend per share growth. For 28 consecutive years, they have increased their dividend per share. Just in the last fiscal year, they grew operating profit by more than 20%. So, if you don't know them, what does Bunzel do? Well, they provide what's called non-food consumables for the food services industry. I'm sure you can work out what those are. Goods not for resale to grocers and retailers. Again, not too much mystery there. Safety equipment to the industrial sector. Commercial cleaning and hygiene supplies to just about everyone who needs them. And my goodness, have we needed them in the last couple of years. And protective equipment and consumables to the healthcare industry. Another area that's kept them incredibly busy, as you can imagine. As I've already mentioned, they're a really acquisitive business and are also very proudly decentralized. And Frank's going to talk a little bit about that. I think it's a really interesting feature of this huge business. They serve thousands of organizations today across 31 countries around the world. I've been lucky enough to work with them for more than a decade. I think they're dead interesting. It's a really different kind of a business. And so I've been really looking forward to welcoming Frank to meet the CEO. As ever, I started out by asking him why he became a CEO. Well, I think I think it's fair to say when when I started my career, um, I it was not my objective to become a CEO. Um, that that would be sort of a bit unfair. And certainly, when we sold our business in 1994 to this huge, you know, Bonzel business, uh, it was not sort of seen as uh, within the art of the possible. To, you know, as a young Dutch guy to become CEO of of such a large business, which is by the way now a lot bigger than it was then. So, um, you know, my, my, my driver was really, you know, I wanted to sort of manage teams, uh, analyze problems, uh, put together plans and make sure you're able to drive things from, from A to B. And, and you start on, a, you know, a lower level um, with smaller groups and it's get, getting bigger and bigger. And at some point, you know, the chief executive position, you know, became potentially possible so you start to sort of aim a little bit more on that but um, uh, it was certainly not there at the beginning uh, you know when we when we talk about career advice maybe later also I don't think uh, I'm not a great believer of 
planning careers in a lot of detail. Sometimes things go in a certain way. Um, so, uh, but you know, uh, the, you know, the, the the things do have uh, uh, things in common. Basically, when you when you do things on different levels, and it's now just happening on uh, on a slightly bigger scale than maybe anticipated early on. Yeah, it's really true, isn't it? On the career thing, I'm not sure I ever really believe people who say that their career has followed some pre-planned path. Um, most of the people I talk to, and I know from my own experience, you know, you just you know you're trying to do the best job you can you've always got ambitions um but you do the best job you can and uh, and, and sometimes it leads to uh, to being the ceo of a FTSE 100 business absolutely all right so let's talk about your your day to day uh, frank i know because we've worked together for many years it's a complex multi-time zone business that you run at bunzel tell us a bit about your day and and particularly what part of your day do you preserve is there a part of the day or a a, a series of actions in the day that are sacrosanct to you yeah it's it's not so much a particular part of the day uh let's say my my life can be sort of uh split in sort of two two parts uh, you know the in terms of business days uh, you know, one part is more, you know, in the office or may, maybe more recently, you know, working from home. And the other part has been around traveling. And, uh, you know, what I, what I do do always, you know, when I'm, you know, at home or, uh, you know, near the office, I always try to preserve the moment of having dinner with my family and, and my, my only daughter. Um, and uh, when I'm traveling, I'm always finding a moment, and it depends on time zones, to you know, to FaceTime with with my daughter and my my family, because I, I'm a great believer that if you want to sort of uh, be active in in, in top sport, uh, which business is, uh, you need to have that basis and balance in your life. Otherwise, you're not gonna do this for a very long long period. So it's not so much one period during the day but it's more this uh, you know finding this uh, this time for family to 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 catch up on uh, you know how how was school how was hockey and stuff like that yeah 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 good for you we are increasingly hearing that from CEOs that we're interviewing that that family time is has always been sacrosanct but that actually during the pandemic the opportunity to really double down on that has existed and been taken advantage of and it's going to be really interesting isn't it as we come out of the pandemic now to see how that evolves in everybody's life technology has probably always been very helpful to you in that respect I know I've also used it in that way but how we're going to uh, live our lives as international uh, business operators is, is going to be interesting isn't it yes no absolutely and I think there's there's a number of learnings there Certainly, you know, I think we've been able to do a lot more than we uh, you know, thought we could do online. So that is a, that is a positive. But uh, I, I do look forward to sort of meeting a lot more people around the business sort of live over, over dinner and meetings because, uh, you know, uh, an organization is also like a social uh, a social thing. And, and, it, and it is important, certainly within Bonzo, to, uh, you know, have these connections uh, once in a while as well. 
It's especially true of Bunzel. Um, and uh, as you, I've been lucky enough to be part of a few uh, dinners around the world and your family of leaders, I know, have missed that time together. And uh, I'm sure are looking forward to the opportunity to have yeah. one of your your legendary global gatherings at some point um, on okay. the other side of all of this. Um, uh, Frank, let's move on and talk about really challenging situations. I mean, the last uh, year has undoubtedly thrown up a significant challenge and Bunzel's been at the real centre of that as a major major global supplier of, of PPE, amongst uh, many other things that have been uh, helping the world with uh, this pandemic. Um, but perhaps it's this situation or perhaps there have been others that have been particularly challenging and you've learned from as a CEO. Yeah, I, I think it does does relate to 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 the pandemic um, because uh, the situation was so unusual. Uh, you know, I've been running the Bonzo business as an extremely uh, successful business for a number of years, and then suddenly something happens, and then you have parts of your business from one month to the other. Uh, seeing compared to last year, basically declines of 19, 90, 90% in revenue uh, in the food service or retail areas. Uh, and you realize you've got 20,000 people on the payroll and families you need to sort of take care of. And so these, these are things that you, you have never thought would be part of the art of the possible. And you need to go back and, and really uh, start to look at some of the absolute basics around, you know, cash flow. Uh, but most importantly, obviously, the safety safety of our people, because, you know, we, we are talking about, you know, working from home and, and that has all been effective. But, you know, in Bonzel, nothing happens if we don't have people picking boxes and delivering, uh, uh, making deliveries with trucks to people. And these people have been there all the time during the most difficult periods, if it was in Italy or Brazil or Spain. So um, it was it was tough, but yeah, I think we had some very good learnings there because we started to really focus on, you know, the absolute priorities and they may only be sort of three priorities around the world and just push on, on these kind of things. And um, uh, also the, the, uh, the, the level of communication and the frequency of communication went sometimes from once a month to you know, once a day or twice a day on a, on a global scale. So there's a number of learnings and sometimes you wonder you know, in that kind of crisis, what have you been busy with during normal days when you didn't have all these things? And so there are learnings in terms of you know, what are the real you know, swing factors in the business. Let's focus on these and let's, let's not worry too much about noise or maybe delegate more to, uh, to other people. Yeah, I mean, you've paid public, very public tribute to the extraordinary teams uh, at Bunzel and the way they've operated. And I think most people have discovered just how strong their people are and how strong their business is during this time. But as you say, in an organisation like yours where not everyone can work from home. In fact, you know, most of your most important day-to-day -day deliverables can't possibly be done that way. You really do find out how strong your business is. And, you know, to save your, your blushes, but you have reported to the markets a very strong performance as an organisation. And that's a, it's a, it's a tribute to, to the amazing teams that, that you lead and your leaders have put together. Um, let's talk about leaders and maybe let's talk about people who've, who've influenced you um, in the past as you've been developing your career. Who's most influenced the way you lead, Frank? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I, I like learning and I like looking at other people. I, I couldn't mention one, uh, one person. Um, I think you, you learn from, from different people you work from. And, and I think and at some point you, and, and I like to read, you know, management books and, um, and uh, sort of, do, you know, build the miles. And, um, and I think you, you get to a certain point then where you, you probably start to refine your, your style over time and learn from, from yourself in, in, in the way people respond to actions you, you, you take. So, um, you know, the further you, you get in your career, the more you realize what you, 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 you have so much to learn and, um, you know, you become more and more humble. So, um, you know, learning from, from your environment, uh, looking at different people, I think it's, it's the best way. So it's not, not just one person. I think it's a, you know, a, you know, a larger group of successful people you, you watch and then you, you need to refine your own style because copying other people is, is not something I, I believe in. No, it, it's, uh, it, we are surrounded, aren't we, by so many examples of leadership, both publicly and privately, both in our careers and governments and things. And uh, I, I guess you're quite right, really. We become, don't we, a combination of all those things that we've absorbed over that time together with your own unique personality. So it's, uh, it's, a, good, it's a good tip. Um, let's talk then about executive teams you know you've been both a member and a and a leader of several executive teams over the last uh, at least couple of decades um, and you'll have tried things and you'll have seen things that have worked well and maybe things that have worked less well what are the secrets for you of that really effective top team of getting the, the top team of leaders right yeah, I, I, I strongly believe in, you know, building a foundation of trust and openness. Uh, so when you have a team, you, know, you can be the CEO, but you need to make sure that you create an environment that people uh, will say what they are thinking, uh, also stand up if they feel strongly about certain things. Um, so that's important. I think having, having shared values about, about things understanding common objectives um, and then you get really uh, you know a team that is fighting for you know the, the, the best end result um, so you know balance in a team diversity in a team is is important and then you know based on discussion um, you know in 99% of the cases it, you get to a better outcome than uh, just going about things now I I I also believe, and that's something we've learned during the, the pandemic also, there are circumstances that maybe democracy is less effective and where you just need to stand up and, you know, uh, provide some, some leadership, certainly when it's very clear what needs to happen. But, uh, you know, team, uh, teamwork is very important. I'm a great believer of, you know, at least once a year, have like brainstorm sessions with, with the senior leadership team and involve them, and uh, you know, come to common ground and and plans and objectives. Yeah, there's a, it's interesting, isn't it? This this question of what the limit of democracy is, because you're you know, some organisations are sort of so keen to discuss absolutely everything that decisions take forever, and often opportunities get missed, and it is part of both the. I guess, privilege and pain of being a CEO that at a certain point in time, you do have to call it. 
and sometimes that's sooner than people might prefer but but frankly that comes with your level of responsibility and it comes comes with the comes with the role doesn't it and also also you you need to be you know confident to to let go at other other periods you know we uh, when we went through the pandemic um, uh, certainly early on in Bonzel 2020 we are we are a decentralized business and because i went grew through the business at 25 years of time in the business I knew I could trust on the very fast response of all these people in the businesses. And people are amazed how, you know, that we've been able to do so well during that period because, uh, but I, I know we have excellent local leaders who can respond very quickly. And if you wanted to organize these things around, you know, uh, importing masks or sanitizers or, you know, gloves, um, it was never going to work if you do that in a central way. So putting trust in people, um, you know, let them do what they're good at is, is important. But also, at the same time, make sure that you define the areas where you, where you want to play in as a CEO and, uh, you know, drive things uh, in that way as well. I think it's a really it's a really fascinating aspect of Bunzel, this decentralized element. And it, and it may be something that and, unless you're in it, it's hard to notice that I've heard you speak very proudly and very often about this formula. You know, it's a 10 billion pound business that is proudly decentralized. Just one last little question on the executive team aspect. How do you have an executive team that balances that well? Because, you know, almost by its very nature, executive teams almost orient towards centralization, don't they? Just give us a little bit of how you balance that, Bunzel, because I've, I've, I've been very impressed to watch it over the decade or so that I've known you guys. Yeah, I think that's a very good question. Uh, uh, one way of balancing it is, is to try to provide for sufficient middle management talent that can grow through the organization. So they, they have the Bunzel miles uh, at the time when they get to the top. But sometimes you need to go external. And, you know, we have a situation where, where we, we brought in um, uh, a strong CFO from, from the outside, also in the HR area. But then you need to, you need to think about you know, how you can fast track development and sort of uh, cultural awareness. Uh, and in the case of my, my CFO, Richard House, uh, we were very fortunate to bring him in, in on the 1st of September already, when he was going to take over on the 1st of January. And we, we put him on a plane for four months, just spending time in the businesses, talking to people and fast track that development. And it was amazing after a very short period of time, how, uh, you know, how he also changed his initial views by, you know, getting, getting that feel for, you know, how, how, how it works and um, sometimes, um, you know, deciding to uh, accept that you, you have to be slightly suboptimal because the decentralized operation gives you so many more benefits that, um, you know, that you realize what, 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 where is the real price here. 
thank thank goodness you did right because about three or four months later all the uh, airplanes stopped flying so uh, just just in the nick of time richard made his his world his world tour so uh, yeah that worked out well um, listen frank i know you're pressed for time a couple of quick last questions if you don't mind but biggest change on your horizon goodness it's been a unbelievable 18 months but what's what's big in the future for you and bunzo yeah, I think, um, you know, we, we don't have sort of one or two single big, big changes. I think my, my, my challenge going forward is, is sort of uh, consistent with the, the challenge before. You know, our earnings under my leadership in the last five years have gone up by about 60%, maybe slightly more. Um, uh, is my objective to you know significantly grow the business uh, so we are a 10, 10 billion plus business in revenue profit is more important but um, you know it is around providing the the circumstances to uh, to have a successful bonzo business that is also you know operating in a similar way when it's about two times the size it is today so then you talk about mainly people and you know, providing the talent in the business to lead, you know, lead a much bigger business than it uh, than it is today, and making sure you get the technology in place to become more efficient, to provide more sticky customer relationships and and concepts and uh, sustainability in our business is very important. And we're starting to really lead our markets in that in that area as as, as well and turn it into a competitive advantage. So. It's all about growth and providing, you know, the the basis and and the plans to to support that fast growth going forward. It's never boring at Bunzel, that's for sure. My goodness, there's plenty, always plenty to do and plenty of opportunity, which is super exciting. One last question, Frank, for you that might have three components if, if you can, which is, you know, lots of the people who listen to our podcast are, you know, there are some existing CEOs, there are people who are thinking about uh, being CEOs, and some people just have to work with CEOs regularly. But for those who are aspiring to it, three quick bits of advice what what would you have told yourself uh, like to have known pre becoming a ceo yes uh, i think uh, one of the most important things for young people going into business in in general is uh, join join a business or a sector that you're passionate about because you will have to work hard and long um, and so if you can if you can turn your work into a hobby because you're so excited about it it makes the journey a lot more pleasant and, and, and easy to, uh, to fulfill. Um, I'm a great believer in, in uh, Malcolm Gladwell's sort of outliers, 10,000 um, uh, hours. Uh, so you need to work very hard and make sure that you complete your 10,000 hours faster than other people. So it is about working hard and making the effort. I sometimes say you have a lot of people that, uh, that talk ambition and think ambition, but don't deliver ambition. So you need to put the effort in to, to, to get there. Um, then you need to deliver the results. So people will see what, what you're capable of doing. And then I think it's about learning, learning every day, uh, getting better in what you do. And then it may lead to a situation where people ask you to become CEO or, or not, but, uh, at least you you optimize your your chances of uh, you know becoming very successful uh, longer term. 
well that's um super advice and uh whilst we don't have ten thousand hours with you this half an hour has been absolutely um fantastic um and I'm delighted to be able to share uh, with our listeners not only your story, but also particularly the special way that Bunzel operates and delivers. And, and, you know, on behalf of thousands of people who will who will never know that Bunzel was behind making sure that they stayed safe over the last 18 months and uh, and get to operate their businesses effectively in the many years that lie ahead. I want to say thank you and always best wishes to the Bunzel family. Thank you so much for your time today, Frank. Thank you, Matt. It was an absolute pleasure. Another candid look behind the scenes there of the day-to-day life of a CEO, in this case, a FTSE 100 CEO. From humble beginnings leading a family business that was sold to a major conglomerate, and then that journey from leading various business units to becoming the CEO of the business on a global basis. Frank tells the story, I hope you will agree, with humbleness, humility, a little vulnerability, but also a very clear set of principles, a very clear-minded attitude about the nature of the organization that he wants to lead and to inspire. This decentralized component so important at Bunzel and perhaps so many lessons for other businesses, really requiring that trust and openness that so many of us talk about as business leaders, but that perhaps our constructs don't always support as well as they could. Clearly, the pandemic learnings have been enormous for Bunzel, as they have been for many others. But that aspect of having so many staff who just can't work from home, when the whole working from home thing seems to fill so much of the dialogue these days. Frank, thanks so much for joining us. And thank you to you for listening in. I hope you enjoyed it. I look forward to seeing you on the very next episode. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. And if you have, give us a rating or leave us a comment. Until next time, I look forward to seeing you on Meet the CEO from Positive Momentum.